Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Bring the party, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Yeah. That's where you just got the hands up and ESPN you start doing the teaser. Two. Are you a two-stepper, Max? Yeah, <laughs> no, not really. Dude, I haven't, I haven't done anything physical, including dance, since I hurt my back about 10 years ago. <laughs> you still got to move to do a two-step. Yeah, you stay true. in the same spot. It's, that's a good this point. Straight backyard music for barbecue. Yeah, got dominoes, spades out. Family arguing about something that happened along the way. Got that nasty <laughs> uncle on the grill. Hey, what y'all want? It was nasty uncle. <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You got the sandals on. Oh, that oh, we got the Woo! We got the Keyshawn video on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, oh yeah. Lord. Oh, yeah. Look, look at that hip movement, boy. What's wrong mm. with that? Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. fresh. Ooh, man. Ooh, you, ooh. Stop, man. Y'all what? hating. <laughs> Well, let me you see you get up that. on those toys, boy. Let me see you get up on those toys. Hey man, watch out, man. That's that uh. that's me. I'm a professional dancer, Max. You know how you're a professional rapper? I'm a yeah, professional you're a dancer. professional dancer the same way I'm a professional rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that's those old school pants right there. That's the, the baggy the baggy pants. Man, that thing was... That that was not key at his playing weight. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. That booty looked like a shelf. Look at that thing. You know how hard that was, man? I mm, are playing that Carlos Santana how long, for you. And I can't count music? I'm not a... Music counter. So how how much <laughs> practice do you and rehearsal you guys get before you do that? It was a lot. Yeah, yeah I can lot. imagine. Yeah, it was a lot. But you got to count music and all sorts of stuff. Like you mean count steps? Yeah, count the music, the steps, the notes, all that crazy stuff. Man, you got a playbook in no. your head. You can you can recall plays from two thousand and one. You can't. Count I can steps. recall plays from nineteen seventy nine. But this, That's, this count is what I want to know about Keith. Hard. Did you pop and break back in the day? No, no, no popping and breaking no, for you either. either. Oh, in New York, everyone popping and breaking. Oh, did that hit hard around 83, 84, 82, 83, 84? I was too. I had fun, though, dancing with the stars. It was pretty good. Can you break dance, Max? Back in the day, he didn't have any windmills, nothing, backspins. I wasn't walking around with a cardboard box, cut-out box with plastic on. (laughs) Shell top. Shell tops. Shoelaces this big. Shell tops with the fat diamond Uh, laces, uh, black on white shell uh, tops. uh, With big old glasses. It just... Gazelles. But that's that's New York. Voscos, the two-tone Voscos, one color in the front, one color in the back. Suede Pumas. Nothing wrong with that. At that time, I was walking around faking like I was Jordan. Yeah, right. There's nothing wrong with my knee. I'm like nine years old with a knee brace. For real, people don't people don't understand. World class athletes do not have the same time in their day to do the things that the rest of planet Earth does. There's just not enough time in the day. Like Jay, you you're six foot two. You played well, in the NBA. Hey, that means hey. that means you were playing basketball all the time. Like, how do you even have time to do anything else? Not, not really. How did you get to play in the NBA at 6'2"? I mean, I, I, mean, I went crazy. At what I worked age, out. though? Like, it didn't really turn me into my up. sophomore year. Like, when I started to like, focus only on basketball. I played a lot of different sports, though. Right. I was playing all different sports. Well, okay, but my point is sports at an extremely high level requires True. a lot of time. Yeah, but you don't kick in. That really don't start to kick in until you're, like, in high school. That's what you I'm saying. When you get to high school, and then, you know, when you're younger – 
Oh, you're talking about pre-high school, all the yeah, trends yeah, and fads yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah because yeah. in high school, when you get to like your sophomore year, it's kind of when things start to take off for you. Like I didn't play, I didn't start playing football until my sophomore year. You were a baseball kid coming baseball, up, right? Baseball, yeah. basketball, you know. Now I realized strong I could defender, shoot. strong defender. I was you strong. Yeah. Hey, you dancer. He was a dancer okay, early. I, I can slide. I can do uh-huh. all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna but put it, you. Yeah, you go get Kobe. Lock him up. All that. Yeah, I know. Oh, you, Jay you, Kidd, go get him. Yeah. I got that. No, no problem. <laughs> then they say, here, shoot. No, <laughs> let him no. shoot. <laughs> Pass it Rotate to Jay. that. Swing it. Here. Here. <laughs> uh, so, look, the Packers got back on track um, last night, as we all knew they would, against Detroit. If they would have lost that game, that would have been a disaster. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, Key, did you see any big adjustments from the Packers? I mean, not other than – I mean, I wouldn't call it adjustments. I would call the game plan that they went into the New Orleans game with is was different than the game plan that they went in Detroit with. Yeah. I wouldn't call it an adjustment. I would call it being ready for what Detroit would throw at you opposed to not being ready for what New Orleans had for you. So I wouldn't necessarily call it an adjustment because the defenses are different. New Orleans are going to run some things – with different variations of what Detroit is. Now, mind you, Green Bay, I mean, I'm sorry, Detroit's defensive coordinator in Aaron Glenn was the secondary coach in New Orleans for the last however many years. So he understands what New Orleans did to Green Bay. Green Bay also understands what happened in New Orleans, and Aaron Glenn is going to try and duplicate whatever success New Orleans had it's the pregame chess match mm-hmm. adjustments. Yes. So we already know what we're going in the game with. We got too high. There's two shell. It's going to be covered two. Oh, we're going to run the ball. Oh, we're going to run a seam route with the tight end, and they're going to drop the mic in the middle of the field. He won't be able to chase my guy down the middle. He'll head nine him. I'll put it right over his shoulder. We're going to score a touchdown. It's that simple. Jay, did you see adjustments? I mean, I, I saw them just, you know, Key can explain it because didn't Aaron Rodgers talk about like that they were. Two shell. You were trying to explain to me with two shell or two cover, right? Mm-hmm. Cover, cover two. two. Cover yeah. two. Excuse me. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Too what's high it, what's it, what's it's it? just basically. No, too I, high, too yeah, high. I know what that means. But why was he saying that's what the Saints were in? That's why we couldn't. We couldn't because they them. probably went into the game plan looking at one thing, and the Saints, so that you know, didn't did not run cover two the entire game. It was mixed in at different downs and distances, and I'm sure at that point in time. Aaron them play selection didn't match what they were doing from a defensive standpoint. So they were not getting out of bad plays into good plays against that defense where they were ready for the, for New Orleans. I mean, for Detroit based on the preparation from New Orleans, because all New Orleans, all Detroit's defense is doing the same things New Orleans did a week before. Aaron Rodgers saw an adjustment that Matt LaFleur made, which led to a big night. For Aaron Jones, this is Rodgers with Lisa Salters. Well, it's just kind of the way they were playing. They were trying to take away uh, uh, Devontae, playing a lot of too high. He had matchups on linebackers for a lot of the game. So, you know, Matt dialed up some some good schematic plays, and then he just made a bunch of plays on his own. Now, just like last week, just one game, but how important was it to get right tonight? I mean, it's it's one game. We're one and one now. Mm-hmm. We're 1-0 in division. So we feel good about things, but it's it's early. And what happens in that situation is Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, they say, what are they doing? And LaFleur says, well, they're sitting in two 
They haven't gotten out of it. They're in two 70% of the time. They're going to stay in two. They're in two on third down 57% of the time. When you get to the plus 20, here's what they're doing. So now you got all that intel and information. So you already know, oh, we just run the ball. And to get them out of it. Oh, they're not going to get out of it? Okay, we're going to throw a bomb. Oh, they're still not going to get it? We're going to run the ball. And that's just how it goes. So when people were on Rodgers, because you hear the sound bite from Rodgers last week, about about that's why Jay brings up the two shell and da 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 and we didn't make adjustments. Rodgers isn't necessarily saying they didn't adjust at all, right? No, he's not saying that. He's just saying at the time in which they needed to make the adjustments to counter that punch, they didn't. Right? They just sit set back and allowed New Orleans to get the best of them, opposed to saying to themselves, Oh, they're running cover too. Go to our two beaters. They didn't do that. Where against Detroit they anticipated what New Orleans did, Detroit was going to do, so they was already ready. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Have you ever seen a, a, a playbook? Like, have you ever seen, like, a, scout, like a scouting report? Yeah, I've seen it. Yep. So, within the scouting report, there's so much information, right, all the way down to – what you eat for breakfast. Right. But within that scouting report, there's certain coverages and schemes and different things that they do. When they're going to do it, the tendencies that they do it, down in distance, how many times they do it. Is it on the plus 20, the minus 20, what down in distance they like it literally to a T. So a guy like Aaron Rodgers walks up to the line of scrimmage, Jay and Max, and he goes, Oh, we're on the 19 yard line on our own 19, it's third and four. This is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to do this because they've done it 35% of the time. This is what their mm-hmm. bread and butter is. So he's already ready for it. And then guess what? It happens. So now he's able to go, got you. It's interesting. Three teams in one division, all dealing with injuries to their quarterbacks. We're going to tell you what it means next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2 on TV. Ankle got twisted up, felt it right away, did not feel good. Tried to tape it up, spat it up, do everything I could to get out there and finish the game. And it's a bad feeling to not be out there, especially in that situation. Kind of let the team down a little bit. It's definitely frustrating. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Boy, Key was just during commercial break going into some stuff. It, there's so much for a young quarterback to learn. I, I, quarterback, young quarterback, veteran quarterbacks, young receivers, veteran receivers. Imagine if you had a young quarterback and a young receiver or a dumb receiver that don't know the plays asking a young quarterback, hey, man, what I got? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll screw the quarterback up. Oh, yeah, yeah, just buy like just thinking about Justin Fields. Buy this kid as much time as you reasonably can. All of them, man. To learn it all. All, all of them. them. All of them. Yep. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. On your smart speakers by saying play ESPN radio. Key's real rankings in 15 minutes, but it was a busy week of injuries in the NFL. We turn our injury analyst. We turn to our injury analyst, Stefania Bell on the Goodyear hotline. Stefania. How are you? Welcome morning. to the show. Good morning. <laughs> I'm uh, busy. Busy, is yeah. What I am. I'm sure, yeah. Busy, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. What would the timetable be 
for one sprained ankle for Carson Wentz, let alone two sprained ankles. I think the right one is worse than the left one. Is that right? Uh, that's what we're hearing. You know, you know that saying that when you don't have one good leg left to stand on or one leg left to stand on, that's pretty much where Carson Wentz is right now. Um, it does matter that one is worse than the other because then you start looking at, you know, how much can you rely on 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 one side versus the other. It's it like if if his left ankle being uh, more mild sprain is a bigger deal to him as quarterback than. Maybe it's a little bit easier to play. You know, if, if he's stepping up to throw, he can step and plants on his left ankle easier. But Carson Wentz moves around. So when you're talking about two sprains, to answer your question, the timetable really depends on the severity of the injury. If we were dealing with one ankle sprain, you'd be looking at, well, how significant is it? Is this a mild sprain, something you can actually play through pretty well? Or is it a more moderate sprain where you're not really sure it's a good idea to go out and play mostly because you risk further injury. It's not really a question necessarily of toughness with him, but is the injury stable and can you perform at the position when you don't have either leg um, at a, at a hundred percent. And let's be clear uh, as Keyshawn can attest to this, you're often not playing at a hundred percent, but can you still be safe at the position and perform as you need to uh, when you're banged up with two, it makes it a lot tougher. Um, Frank Reich said, you know, he's a tough guy. We know that he is. Came off foot surgery in the preseason and got back for week one when a lot of people thought he wouldn't. But you've got to factor that into the equation, too. He had foot surgery in August. Mm, yeah. So I, I don't. I still don't understand how you got two of them. But <laughs> when's a tough guy? One thing is he's tough. I never I, doubted I just, that. Two, two sprained ankles is just bizarre to me. Heard, I've, I've never, never seen it. Yeah, because well, probably dude guys with sprained ankles not telling anyone, and then goes out and sprains the other ankle. Yeah, I, whatever. Yeah, yeah I it, it happens. It, it happens. You get rolled up on twice. It it ha- It's bad luck. Yes. Yeah, but, no, uh, it is. It, it can happen. What would it take for Tua to um, play this upcoming weekend? He's got obviously the rib contusion going on. Uh, these are so tough. Um, because it's not, again, it's, this is not just a matter of pain tolerance, even though that's what, when you hear, like, this is a question of pain tolerance for him to get back, it's not just a matter of Tua being tough. Look, this is a guy who dislocated his hip on the field in Alabama and was able to play, who came back from a high ankle sprain uh, to play in a national championship game um, just within a couple weeks after surgery. But with a rib injury, it's hard to move, rotate, because every time you twist, you're moving the rib. Uh, Every time you throw and you move your shoulder, you're moving the rib. But it's also breathing. You know, it's not just about contact and avoiding getting hit. Your ribs move when when you breathe. So as you get tired and you run around, that makes it more painful. It's a lot about the location. You know, if the injury is stable, um, which by all accounts it is because uh, the imaging didn't show anything more significant. Uh, it's really a question of can you move, run, throw the ball, and do what you need to as a quarterback and still be effective. So you can add some extra protection like a flak jacket. Uh, they can wrap the ribs to make them more comfortable. But, again, that doesn't stop the movement from the inside out uh, when you're breathing or rotating or twisting or throwing. Stephanie, a, a lot of things going on in Cleveland you have Baker Mayfield that had that injury to his non-throwing shoulder. You have Jarvis Landry with the MCL issue. You have OBJ who is still out. 
you know, can you just describe like what is going on with the situation <laughs> in Cleveland? Yeah, well, where to start? Well, first of all, let's just talk about Jarvis Landry, who's only missed one game in seven seasons. One. Mm. And that was due to a COVID-related issue. Uh, this is a guy who does not miss time and has to be incredibly frustrated with now being, uh, as we heard Kevin Stefanski say, week to week because of an MCL sprain. But that's the ligament that stabilizes the inside of your knee, and it makes it really tough to move around, much less uh, cut, run, jump, land etc. So I think we may be seeing Landry forced out for a couple of weeks. Uh, Baker Mayfield had uh, what you call a shoulder subluxation. He described it and said, my shoulder kind of popped in and out. So it doesn't completely dislocate, but it can still cause a lot of trauma and discomfort to your shoulder. If this was his throwing arm, we'd be having a very different conversation. Luckily, it was his non-throwing shoulder and there was no doubt he was in a lot of pain, but he was able to come back and finish the game. So I expect he'll be able to play through it but it's the kind of thing where you might see him end up having to have something done to that shoulder at the end of the season. And as far as Odell, he's coming off a ACL reconstruction. I think a lot of people are wondering why didn't he play week one? And look, we're still in the window of normal recovery time. Nine to 12 months is about what we expect on average for uh, guys coming back from this. But it, the reports were so good in the preseason. Everything was pointing to him being available week one. But if you were listening to the ways the fancy was describing it, he was saying, you know, we need to make sure he's ready. They warmed him up before week one, and they, he, you know, there was something about the player not being ready. And anyone who's been through a major injury knows that there has to be confidence in coming back, confidence you can do what you need to. That's a big part of returning uh, in addition to just the physical healing. But he's put out a couple cryptic tweets lately, including one after Jarvis, his, his buddy from his college days, got hurt saying, you know, basically we're going to hold it down. So, you might be seeing Odell sooner rather than later. Stefania, before we let you go, Derek Carr, who is Keyshawn Johnson's MVP through the first two weeks of the season, uh, is questionable for week three with an ankle issue. Uh, what's the latest? He had an MRI. This was the ankle. He got hurt during the game. So you saw him. At, he went down. Uh, people kind of holding their breath for a minute. and he, he looked very uncomfortable. Looked maybe a little gimpy when he first got up. But it ended up finishing the game, had an ankle issue that they evaluated. John Gruden basically said he's listed as questionable. This is early in the week questionable, um, not officially designated that, of course. But he also said he thinks he'll be able to play Sunday. So I imagine we'll see Derek Carr out there. Don't forget, he had an ankle fracture several years back and had some hardware put in um, to that ankle. So he's been through these injuries before. He's a, another one tougher than you think. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Derek Carr out there this week. Thank you, Stefania. Stefania Bell on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. That, that's, I mean, for Derek Carr, man, what a, like. Uh, he's fine. I, I hope so. No, the way fine. he looked, the way he's looked the first two weeks. Balling out of control, man. I mean, it's one thing. Yeah, to, Stephen, you heard him. Balling out of control. It's one thing to beat <laughs> the Raiders when, sorry, the Raiders, the Ravens, when you're at home. And I brought up to start the season, like those quarterback-coach combinations who are, compete every week, every year, Harbaugh and Lamar. You beat them at home. But then you go on the road east, and you take on another combination like that, Tomlin and Roethlisberger, and you beat that defense like that? I- and then, Max, how much does it validate the win furthermore versus the Ravens that the Ravens then go back home and they beat the Chiefs? No doubt. No doubt. So, I mean, I mean, early in the season, it's hard to tell because – 
there's you only have two games to work with, right? So everything is like amplified in terms of its importance. But oh man, that'd be. I hope he. I hope he plays week three. Yeah, he'll be fine. It, that's what Stefania was saying. It's early. He finished the game. You know. Yeah. He, yeah. He'll be able to play. The they don't even. They don't have Mariota right now either. So yeah, he yeah, has yeah. To, he has play. to play. Yeah. yeah. You want to see Nathan Peterman? <laughs> no. Some. By the way, Carson Wentz. One thing. Even when I. Th- over the last couple of years, his play was just going down, down, down. One thing about him, I mean, his talent's obvious. That dude is tough. I was at the Coliseum when he, when he played against the Rams and has an injury. Anyone else, you're in the hospital, and this dude is completing a couple plays afterward. He's very, very tough. I, I, I hear you on that. Just those last couple of plays when he was standing on the sideline. Like, I don't know why, Key, there's this burning image in my mind. Like, I'm always seeing Carson Wentz hurt or always seeing him on the sideline, and it just – it's becoming that thing for him yeah, right now. It's weird when you hurt and you've got two ankles and you're standing up with no crutches, no boots on. Yeah. Just, I, I don't know. Like any other time you get hurt as an athlete, like I'm off laying off the side. My leg is elevated. I'm getting iced. I'm in the training room. I'm doing something like that. I'm just not walking up and down the sideline. It's dudes, just weird. There's some dudes, though, whose bodies are just they're more, more fragile, right? And, and those guys, like fans get mad at them. Like it's their fault. Like they're not tough enough. But some dudes, their ligaments and their joints just put together differently. It's not, you know, you think. No, that, that's true. Yeah. But I, I just watching him on the sideline, though, Max, I'm like. What's wrong with you? Like seriously, is something really wrong with you because you're standing up and you have to get out of the way of oncoming players. Not only that, I would think that you would be icing your ankles or you would be sitting down somewhere. I just It's just a weird image to see. Max, literally Isaiah Thomas, my rookie year, him and I would talk because I would ask him for advice. And one time I had an injury, and he said, are you hurt or are you injured? Now, Dan Orlovsky said that yesterday, and it brought me back to that moment. If you're injured, I get it. Can't play. You hurt? Like, you play through that. I've heard that a lot. And as someone like just who had herniated discs, if you ever had something like that, sometimes you're frozen in a position. And you have to ask, it's almost like a philosophical question, like, am I actually frozen or am I just so scared of this pain right now mm-hmm. that I, my brain won't let my body move? You know what I mean? Like, some, it's, it's, it's got to be a threshold for pain that's different with everybody. Yeah, it, it, it is different with everybody. Um because Derek Carr, whatever that ankle injury was, he went back out on the field. Mm-hmm. Same with Baker. Mm-hmm. And say, you know, so it's just popped out shoulder, back on the field. I mean, it just depends on how you can go about handling the pain that you if you can tolerate it or not. A couple of athletes with with raised eyebrows looking at Carson Wentz. Well, I didn't say he quit on his team or anything like that. No, no. Just I'm your just, eyebrows. I just said your eyebrows are watching raised. Him in. I'm just watching him from the I just feel, makes you think. I feel bad for some dudes who have to – there must be pressure to put on a little bit of a show sometimes. And there must be some dudes who are like, look, I'm not – this is how I'm feeling. I can't put on a show for everybody. I don't want to be that guy. Well, but if you don't, people's eyebrows get – why aren't you doing this? If you're Carson, like, all right, I just had this situation. I had a horrible O-line in Philly. Like, I got beat up a ton in Philly. Now I was supposed to have an O-line here – but I've been hit 22 oh. times already in two games, right. sacked six times already. Now I'm supposed to go on the field with two bad ankles and move around the pocket like that? Yes. You're supposed to go on the field with two bad ankles. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper <laughs> call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, which 2-0 team is overhyped and which 2-0 team is underrated? Angel in Texas uh, actually wants to weigh in on the Cowboys, who are 1-1. 
Hey, what's up? Uh, what's going on, Keyshawn? What's happening, man? Max, J-Will. What's good, man? Uh, not good much, morning. Max. I remember that uh, game-winning Cowboys uh, catch down in Seattle. We appreciate that, Keyshawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday um, night, yeah, I had to get that. Yes, sir. Forever legend in our book, man. Uh, but no, nah, man, uh, just want to get y'all insight. Um, wasn't this Cowboys running defense supposed to be horrible? Wasn't it the reason that Washington and the Giants had a chance because their defense was so good? I'm just kind of confused after two weeks because so they played the Chargers and they played the Bucks. And you got to think the teams that are coming up aren't going to have uh, Herbert and Brady or the weapons at their disposal. So uh, moving forward, um, should the national media start changing their narrative on the Cowboys defense? Well, I, I think, you know, at some point in time they will. But right now, the Cowboys defense is playing good. But, you know, you, you got to go back into the last several years. That's what it, 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 the last several years has the national media feeling the way that they feel about the Cowboys, not only the defense, but the team as a whole. New D coordinator, though. People yeah. were saying, like, it should get better. Yeah. The early returns are good. Parsons yes. has something to do with that. They got a good talent. Demarcus the Lawrence draft. isn't there right now. Yep. You know, so they they they're they're coming. I mean, like you said, there's no Brady and there's no Justin Herbert right now, and they they could have won the Buck game and they did win the Charger game, and we'll see what happens next. Keys power rankings through week two. We're going to find out where America's team is ranked after Sports Center. First and goal from the one. There's Aaron Jones. Got it. Fourth touchdown of the night for Aaron Jones. That's Aaron Jones' fourth TD of the night, as you heard Steve Levy call it on ESPN's Monday Night Football. The Packers outscored the Lions 21-0 in the second half to win 35-17. Jones caught three touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers, ran for another, while Rodgers threw four TD passes total in the win. And Deshaun Watson will remain inactive Thursday against Carolina, according to Texans coach David Culley. Watson has missed Houston's first two games, but the Texans are uncertain about the status of starter Tyrod Taylor, who is undergoing an MRI on his injured hamstring. Rookie Davis Mills replaces Taylor, replaced Taylor in Sunday's loss to the Browns. And Salvador Perez set the single-season home run mark for a catcher with a two-run shot in the fifth inning of the Royals' 7-2 win over the Indians. It was Perez's 46th home run, which tops the mark set by Johnny Bench in 1970 for the most by a primary catcher. Sports Center is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Look like a million bucks with Dollar Shave Club. Upgrade to a DSC six-blade razor for a noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave wherever you shop, in-store and online at dollarshaveclub.com. That's dollarshaveclub.com. Key's Real Rankings are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Let's get right to it with number nine, Key. Number nine. Carolina Panthers in my power ranking sit at number nine, 2-0. They took care of business against the New York Jets, and they beat a pretty good team in the New Orleans Saints. They not only beat them, Sam Darnold had an amazing football game. New York Jet fans ought to be disappointed that he is no longer their quarterback. 
I say it again. They ought to be very disappointed. He's I told you it was just situation key. I told you it was just a bad situation that for him. That is correct. 2-0, and oh, number nine in the power rankings. When the last time the Panthers been in the power rankings? Damn. Damn. Number eight. Sitting at number eight is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that is correct. The Dallas Cowboys at one and one. Sitting there. Should be 2-0 and oh, if they didn't leave a minute 24 left on the clock. Even if Brady had one second, he probably would have scored. But who knows? You look at what they've been able to do offensively. They've been able to switch the gears from throwing the ball early against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to running the ball, gashing the Chargers this past Sunday and getting a win. They sit at number eight at one and one. Number seven. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, another one and one team. When you talk about the way that they've played, they obviously took care of business against the Houston Texans. Baker Mayfield injured his shoulder, but he came back into the game to show that he's the leader. They didn't have Landry the entire game, but they still figured out a way to win the football game against a tough Houston Texans football team. Number six. Number six, the Arizona Cardinals. And you would say, well, why aren't they higher? Why aren't they higher? Kyler Murray's an MVP candidate. Yeah, that's true. They beat up on the Minnesota Vikings. They squeaked out a win against Minnesota and Kirk Cousins and company. Minnesota seems to can't figure it out in their division nor in the conference at all. Arizona is going to be an interesting football team down the stretch. If they can somehow keep that defense together, I think Kyler Murray and this offense can put up points if the defense can continue to play as well as they've been playing. Number five. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. We saw the Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs. We got an opportunity to see that up close in person on a Monday night. I mean, on a, on a Sunday night. And when you watch what Lamar Jackson was able to do, not only in the air, but also on the ground, despite not having three of his top running backs in the lineup with him, he still put on an MVP performance. I have no idea why people feel like he needs to change his game and do something different. Number four. Number four, the Rams. The Rams, Matthew Stafford, the Rams, and watching Jared Goff yesterday, the second half against the Green Bay Packers, I see why Sean McVay made a decision to pull the trigger, give up a bunch of capital to go get Matthew Stafford, who makes them a much better football team. There's no question about it. It's early in the season. We want to see where they are. But right now in my power ranking, they sit at number four. Number three. Number three. The Oakland Raiders. Uh Uh-oh, not Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. The Las Vegas Raiders, John Gruden and Derek Carr put on a performance in a show against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Traveling across the country to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, who beat up on the Buffalo Bills a week ago, gave everybody hopes that the Steelers were back. But I think those hopes went away when the Raiders went into Pittsburgh and took care of business. Derek Carr is a favorite and MVP for me right now, along with Kyler Murray. They sit at number three. Number two. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. Even though they lost the football game, they still the number two team in the damn NFL. And I I want anybody to try to argue with me about the Kansas City Chiefs sitting at number two. Just because they lose to the Baltimore Ravens, I don't think the Ravens want to see them a couple more times. Because if they do, I think Kansas City will get the best of them. Number one. And number one is the, the, the old man, the 44-year-old who's going to play to his 50. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is just doing what he does. Methodically drives down the field, throw the ball to his teammate and Gronk, hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones, decide to throw it to Evans, go smoke a cigarette on the sideline, have some tequila. An avocado cigarette. Avocado cigarette. That's a new one. Yeah, avocado cigarette with 
tequila with avocado cubes of ice in it. And he just continues to do what he does. You know, I wonder if the New England Patriots, regardless, I just want, I, I wonder if, if Bill and them just sit there and go, hmm, I wonder if we did that too early. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you can't blame Belichick for thinking, all right, it, I'd rather be a year too early than a year too late. But see, so I don't even know, but, but I don't even know if it was like that or opposed to we don't want to give you X amount of years on your contract. We only want to do this. Yeah. I'm sure there was some conversation. It wasn't no, we're done with you. Yeah, but get the out. reason you don't give them those years or give them the guarantee is because it's like, dude, you're already 40 years old. How long can you do this? I just have a quick question. What happened to the Buffalo Bills? Like, I, I know they lost to the Steelers. Their defense is okay, but they're not in your power nine nah. rankings. Nah. They beat you, up you think the Panthers are better than the Buffalo Bills? I think they're two. So and far, they've been more they're impressive. They're two and up. But like, they're more impressive. Are we doing it based Buffalo, upon your wins that you have? Or are we doing it based upon who Key thinks is the little best, from column A, a little from column teams. B, right? Well, Keyshawn, that would be, is doing it based on what Keyshawn sees and thinks. Did I not say Keyshawn or did I say Well, Key? you're looking at Max and talking to me. Yeah, I do that all the time. But Keyshawn. <laughs> I don't like looking at it. It's you. called Key's power ranking. It's called passive aggressive uh, I'm making a point, That's but right. I'm looking at you, but the Key. Jay, yes. do you feel that sometimes Key <laughs> all the time oversteps oh, toward you? Do you oh, feel that sometimes? He will look at you while he's talking to me. I'm like, I'm over here. But then when I do it, <laughs> he gets bothered by it. <laughs> no, I'm not bothered by it. Not at all. I'm just telling you, it's Key's power ranking for a reason. That's what I was asking. It's you. not J slash Key. And I you didn't asked say about, it was me. But you asked just about asking the Buffalo, about your criteria. You're asking about the Buffalo Bills. They don't pass the eye test, not the statistical category test against the Miami Dolphins. No, not that test. They lost their first game against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home when everyone, including yourself, who yes, was high yes, on the yes, Buffalo yes, Bills. Yes, yeah, I was high on the Buffalo Bills. Because you started talking. I don't know why you started talking like that. <laughs> I did not Go start ahead. talking like that. You were high on Buffalo, and rightfully so. They were in the AFC Championship game a year ago. A year ago. This is a different year. Listen, we got to pay That's some all. bills. I'll and just they, say and this. they may be on the ranking next week. Hmm. But as of right now, Jason, they're not. Hey, see, there's he the has. I, Jay was simply asking about your criteria, and, and what it sounds to me, what it sounds to me is it's what he wants it to be. It's whatever information he takes in to to make him think this team is on top and this team is below them, et cetera. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Speaking it's of Tom Brady and the Bucks. Head coach Bruce Arians is going to join us Thursday. Bruce Arians on this show on Thursday, 8, 10 a.m. Eastern. So you could criticize him then, Jay. They have a big test Sunday in Los Angeles against the Rams. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. Straight Talk Wireless 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. How big is the Carson Wentz injury? Hot news or not news after Jay has this from Mumble On. I wonder if Tom got Bruce Arians into having avocado cigarettes. It's interesting. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's sitting in your garage that you've been waiting to sell? With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha. And even if you are just looking to trade in, Rumble On will pay cash no matter what the make or the model. So visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, to get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. 
Hey, it's Greeny, and on Tuesday, we're looking back on the conclusion of week two in the NFL season with the Packers and the Lions on Monday Night Football. Jeff Saturday will hang out after Get Up, and we'll talk plenty of football. See you then. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. John J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and uh, ESPN2. Dan Graziano here giving the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Time for hot news or not news with Dan, who's not only an insider, but he can be an analyst. I saw him yesterday hosting an excellent new program called This Justin. He did a great job there. Thank you. Boy, a man wears many hats. Dan, hot news or not news, Carson Wentz spraining both of his angles. It's hot news. He doesn't have a third one. Like that, I mean, this is it. That's the most you can sprain. Look, I, I don't. It, it's Carson Wentz hurt already. Look, he's already dealt with the foot injury in training camp. You know, it, he's there's been a lot going on there. It's week. We're now in week three. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the, I think the Colts have have some trouble here because this is going to be. Yeah, Carson Wentz is an issue. Certainly hot news. No question about it. I, I still, I still want to know how you sprain two ankles, man. Well, like, like how does that? How does it happen to him? Guess, Out of all people, Dan, him. Well, who else would you have picked? Look, look. I think he I, I, he he sprained one. He went back out there because he felt like he could play on it, and then sprained the other one, and that and then that was too much. So they call me Mister Glass. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> then if you're if you're Chris Bauer, you're sitting there saying, okay, can I rely upon Carson Wentz to be well, the guy? Is Jacob Eason the guy? Well, I don't think yet, but they were pleased with how he came along a little bit in camp. I was at their camp early, and it was not going well for him, but I guess the weeks that followed were a little better. But, no, obviously they want Wentz in there. That's the guy that they picked. And don't forget, the Eagles are watching this too. He's got to play 75% of the Colts' snaps, or else that first-round pick is a second-round pick mm. uh, from that trade. So the Eagles have a lot of incentive uh, for Carson Wentz. Zach Wilson throwing four INTs, hot news or not news? I mean, it's not news. He's a rookie quarterback. They're going to throw interceptions, right? They are asking a ton of Zach Wilson. He has no real backup that they can go to, no veteran backup they could sit him down for. So No left tackle now. Ha- right. They've decided that he's going to make his mistakes and learn from them and wear it, and, and there are going to be days like this. See, it's hot news for me, and I understand what Dan is saying, but the reason it's hot news is – Dan mentioned there's no backup. What's the plan then? Like, what is the plan when you thinking you could just throw somebody out there? Everybody's not going to turn into Peyton Manning. They'll, don't fall, don't fall yeah. on the best-case scenario yeah, that ever don't was. Don't fall right, for that. Yeah. Oh, Peyton Manning threw however many exceptions. Zach Wilson's going to do the same thing, and we're going to win championships. Don't play yourself. Bring him along slowly because, again, Young rookie quarterbacks are successful with the environment and the situation in which they're given. And right now, that environment sucks, okay? And the situation sucks for him. And I feel bad for him because he could wind up being Derek, uh, Der, uh, David Carr and Tim Couch opposed to Peyton Manning. And it's hot news because it smells very similar to what the last situation was like for Sam Darnold. I mean, not having weapons around, still a lot of things in flux. And look what happened there. Yeah. I think increasingly what I think happened with the Jets was simply we don't have enough time to evaluate, given our team, whether we should pay Sam Darnold or not. Let's Understood. reset the clock and take a longer look at somebody. Hot news or not news, Dan, Mac Jones getting his first career win. 
I say hot news because they did not want to be 0-3 going into the Tom Brady game in two weeks, right? Like, that was that would have been a lot on the rookie quarterback. Look, he's first of all, it's a division game, so you want to win those. And of all the rookie quarterbacks, I think so far he looks the best. Now, unlike Zach Wilson, they're not asking him to do much, right? It's a lot of short stuff. The, the offensive line there is good. The defense there is good. I think if he can – if they can operate their team like this all year, they got something with them. See, it's not news to me. It's not news at all because much like Dan is saying, they're going to protect him. He's going to hand the ball off. He's going to dink and dunk. Maybe he'll take a shot once every 50 throws. But they're not, uh, they're not asking him to do anything. This is the recipe for young Tom Brady. Remember, young Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Not old Tom Brady in his Get us in field goal range. Yeah. That's all we need you to do. We'll do the rest. Dan, granted his situation, but I'm curious from your perspective, if the draft were to happen today, do you think Mac Jones still goes where Mac Jones goes, or do you think he goes higher? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Nobody traded up for him, right? I think there yeah. were some teams that tried to. Uh, so would they have tried harder? I, yeah, I don't know, because I, I think there was a thought that of all these guys, he might be the most ready to go right away. But I, I do still think people looked at the running ability of guys like Fields and Lance as additional things that elevated the ceiling. So he probably still ends up the fifth I, guy. Taken. I actually think this is hot news, Key, for the reason you brought up. You, you have to listen to Key during commercial breaks, go through everything that tips off a veteran player on a given play, right? But you got to give the guys time to get there. So by being in a simple, by making things simple to the quarterback, you can win and build up the foundation right from the ground up over time. For that reason, you're one and one after two weeks and yeah. you're doing that. To me, that's hot news because they got something now. Well, they, they got something and in, in, I don't, want to belabor the point because we got to move on. But if you think about Jared Goff's success with Sean McVay, yeah. turn to the sideline, I'll tell you the plays, and then you go back. Training wheels was on. The moment he took the training wheels off, mm. it all kind of fell apart for Jared you Goff. you got to do it little by little, do it right. Matt Nagy saying Andy Dalton will be the starter if healthy. Hot news or not news, Dan? Literally not news. The same thing he's been saying for, for months, right? So, look, Matt Nagy has some sort of plan and something he wants to see from Justin Fields before he decides, okay, this kid is ready. We don't know what that is. We don't know when it is. But as of now, he's not there. He may have to play Justin Fields because Andy Dalton might not be able to play. But at this point, if he had his preference, he would give Andy Dalton another start this week. It's, it's not news at all. I think, much like Dan is saying, if he had his preference, he's starting. But the fact that he gets a bell out because he says healthy. He says, if healthy. Well, he knows he's not going to be healthy. That's a bell out to be able to start him, to hmm. be able to tell everybody, see, if it doesn't go well, see, see, y'all wanted me to start him. Here's what we get. Now we go back to Andy. Yeah. It's hot news for me. Not it's not always what you say, it's how you say it. And the fact that he didn't say it, he had to have somebody from PR come in and say it back to the conference room after he left the podium. Yeah. I I mean look, what Key said, I I, I think that's exactly right. I think he's 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 got cover now. Yeah. He, he can do what he wants if to do. He's good. Thank you, Dan. Right? Like a couple weeks from now, he, is Andy Dalton still not healthy? Yeah. Quote. Yeah, we'll see. A future Hall of Famer who won't last the entire season? That's next, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. And heading now to ESPN News.